Hi, Calling family. This is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. Okay, so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. Say Matthew chapter 8. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 8. I've been studying, um, and one of my favorite things is to do is actually study the, study the word, and I love to preach the gospel. I love to preach the word of God. How many of you love the word of God? How many of you want to grow in the word of God? How many of you know that is everything in the world, that is everything, for, uh, uh, especially in the world that we live in today, all right? Let me tell you, God's word is powerful. It's alive. It's active. And let me tell you, if you're holding on, uh, uh, I, would say, I would say hold on to God's word if you hold on to anything, Amen. So it says this in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 13, I want to encourage your faith. Say faith. I want to encourage your faith a little bit today with this scripture, uh, which is a little bit difficult to study, and I hope I can preach it like I studied it uh, this week. Here we go. Verse 5, it says this. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion, say centurion. A centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly, Jesus said to him. By the way, this is, keep this in your back pocket. This is a Roman centurion. This is a, an interesting character that God wants to, uh, is in the Bible to express to us how faith can work. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Verse 9, or verse 8 says, the centurion replied, Lord, watch this now. I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. It's almost parallel. Do you remember John the Baptist? He said, I'm not even worthy to carry your chanclas, Jesus. All right, there are chanclas back then, okay? He said, I'm not even worthy. It's the same tones, Lord. The centurion says, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. But just say the word. Just say it with me. Say the word. Just say the word. And my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, say authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He was amazed. There are not many references in the Bible, watch this, about Jesus being amazed. There are about, I believe, only two times that Jesus was ever amazed. One time he was amazed at Israel's unbelief. Say unbelief. This is the second time. This time around he's amazed at someone's belief. Say belief. What do you believe today? Do you know that behavior, uh, what you believe drives, uh, uh, how how you believe is how you behave? Do you understand that? All right. The centurion, I can argue for that all day. I took a philosophy class in college anyway, all right, at San Antonio College. No, I'm just kidding. The centurion replied, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority. With so- oh, I already read that. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness. 
and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He's talking about uh, hell right here. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you, watch this, believe. Say believed. Believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about faith. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage your faith. You're here today. I'm believing because you have some faith in Christ Jesus. You have some faith in his word. And today I want to polish it. I want to blow the dust off of your faith because I want to let you know today, even if you just have a little bit of it, uh, it is still very powerful because of who your faith is in. And who your faith is in is in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is big as a big God. Come on, somebody. All right. The title of my message today is The Faith of an outsider. Can you say it with me? The faith of an outsider. Let's pray today in God's presence. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just, we thank you so much for the service. We thank you so much for the church. God, we thank you, Lord, that we are able to have baby dedications and celebrate, God, that you've, uh, just the wonderful things that you're doing at the Calling Church. And we pray, Holy Spirit, today that you would encourage, that you would build, that you would edify Father, we pray that you would remove distractions. Whatever, what, if we're thinking about the pizza from last night, remove it, Lord. If we're thinking about the disappointments in our life while sitting in these wooden chairs, we pray for a moment to pause on that. Father, if we're thinking about a relationship that just didn't go right and it's sour, God, we consecrate this time to you, Holy Spirit, that our hearts would receive your word and that we would become doers of your word, not just hearers of your word. Build our faith today, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Awesome. The faith of an outsider. The faith of an outsider. I have a question for you. Have you ever felt like an outsider before? I have, all right. I've even felt like an outsider in church before. My family was not raised in church, all right. We were raised in Baldwin Park. Let's go, baby, all right. And uh, we, we, I felt like an outsider, so to speak, all right. But I want to encourage you today with this word that your faith has the potential to actually wow Jesus. Do you know that you can have a faith today that makes Jesus go, wow. The Greek word for amaze means wonder. Say wonder. It means wonder. It means to be amazed. Have you ever seen maybe the Grand Canyon? I don't know. I've never been. I don't like Arizona. No, I'm just kidding. All right. It probably make you just, I can imagine. Wow. You know, one thing that makes me wonder and makes me emotional, and that's okay. Seeing my, when the day I saw my baby girl be born. How many of you seen a child be born before? That makes none of you. Okay. Uh, that makes, that, 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 when I seen my daughter come into this world, I was just like, Wow, how did that happen? I mean, I know how, but like, wow, that's amazing. I remember when my little girl at one years old, she, she already learned how to pray. I was like, wow, that's amazing. I remember when she said dada. She said dada before she said mama, I promise you. She said dada. They say it's easier, whatever, I'll take it. She said dada. I was like, wow. Now I got to be careful what I say because she says everything I say, all right. I'm a work in progress. My wife can tell you right here, all right? I'm like, wow. I went to, I, I might be butchering it. It's called Dejeta. I went to this, this old, centuries-old cave 
under the mountains in Lebanon. I mean, the water was just like, you know, uh, I was going to say Aquafina. Nah, probably not like that. It was probably something more exotic. All right? <laughs> but, but I went and we went to these caves and it was just like, wow. Do you know that you can wow Jesus? Oh, come on, somebody. You can wow Jesus by the faith uh, that you have in him. Now we, now we have to get into, uh, we have to understand the culture, the setting, the place, the, 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 uh, the atmosphere of this uh, context to, to really understand how Jesus just goes, wow. When we think about the, or we, 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 when we learn about the faith of the centurion or the centurion soldier, we have to understand that he is not a Jewish man. We have to understand that to, to, he is a pagan man, and the Jews and the Gentiles, they just didn't click back then. You know what I'm saying? But this man was a good man. He actually helped build the synagogue, synagogue for the Jews. He, he, he was a caring person, a loving person. This man was a man of character, nobility, of discipline. He was a man of power. He was in charge of a 100 Roman soldiers. Centurions back then were known to be the backbone of the Roman Empire. And if you know anything about the Roman Empire, it was a reason why they were an empire because they were disciplined, all right? This man was a man of authority, of power, and he understands something about Jesus that his closest followers don't get. Let me say that again. This man understands something about Jesus that even... Even the church folk don't understand. And he's an outsider. He's not a churchgoer. And I want to just shake your faith just a little bit today because it don't matter if you've been saved for 1,000 years or saved for one day or you're still getting to know Jesus. Let me tell you, watch this. You can be a powerful person uh, in, in the faith, in Christ Jesus, even though you may be distant from God. God doesn't want you to remain distant forever from him. He wants a personal, living, thriving connection with you. He doesn't want a religion with you. Come on, somebody. He doesn't want to do a religious dance with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. I want to, I want to uh, convince you that this man had never been to church. He never been to church. So how? Pa, no, I'm Pastor Michael. He couldn't wow Jesus. He never been to church. No, I don't believe it. But here's the emphasis of this passage: believe. Do you know why he has this belief? Because news spread around about who Jesus was. He had heard through people in the town about this amazing man who is like a prophet, who is like a healer. He's healing sickness. In fact, all of Matthew chapter 8, Jesus has authority over demons. In this chapter, remember, he sends, he send, uh, the, the, there's two demons that come to him and say, Jesus, right? They're afraid, don't, don't cast us out. Don't remove us from the territory. You remember this? He says, send us, they say, send us into the pigs. You remember that? That might be over. It's fine. It's fine. All right. The, the demons even uh, cower at his authority. In this chapter, uh, uh, this, this situation, his, uh, uh, his servant is paralyzed and he's healed. So even the sick obey Jesus, the faith of an outsider. I want to encourage someone's faith today. All right. Watch this. He was an outsider. My first point to you today is this. Understand your position compared to God's position. Oh, this is where I was going with that. He'd never been to church. He'd never been, he'd never been to, uh, I don't know, a, a, a church membership class. 
But watch this, he heard about Jesus. He heard about who he was and he heard about what he was doing. And watch this, because of that, he what? Believed. And watch this, this is what you see. I wanna encourage someone today, do you know the thief on the cross never went to church, not once? He never took a, a catechism class. He never even read scripture. But from the cross, he said, Lord, if you will remember me from on the, uh, where, when you enter your kingdom, all right, will you remember me when you enter your kingdom? And Jesus said, uh, uh, this very day, we, you'll be in paradise with me. Wow, that should shake your theology a little bit. What is the emphasis in this scripture about? Is it about his behavior? No, it's about his belief. Church, I wanna ask you today, what do you believe about Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Is he just a prophet? Is he just a teacher? Is he just uh, dangling on someone's ear, like ear, you know those cross necklaces? Or I mean cross, ne you know what I'm saying, earrings, all right? Is he more than that? What is significant and amazing and deeply theological about this scripture is that Jesus even gets eschatological, the study of the end times. He said people who are Jews, watch this, who, who claim to know God, they may not be there because this man has something that they don't. He has belief in who Jesus is, the son of the living God. Not only does he have the power to heal, but it is him. He is Lord. Look at the centurion. You know what? He, look, look how humble he is. Understand your position compared to God's position. I think this is one of the factors that amazed Jesus. Because watch this. Romans looked at, 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 at um, Israel and Jewish folk at the time. As slaves, as nobody. That's why they crucified them, all right? They, they looked at them, as, as, but look at the centurion's perspective. He, he, he's, he, called, he called this Jewish man, he called him Lord, and he asked him for help. I mean, that is radical, all right? I, I think one of the ways that we're going to wow Jesus with our faith is when we get an understanding of his position versus our position, all right, watch this. If you want to shock God with your faith, don't tell God how big your problems are. Start telling God how, start telling your problems how big your God is. That'll shock God. That will shock God. If you want to shock God with your faith, don't tell God how big your issues are. Start telling your issues how good and how big and how caring your God is. Well, I haven't been to church. By the way, I'd say you, you, it's biblical. Don't forsake the gathering of the saints. Come to church. You need to come to church. It'll build your faith. But my point is, even if you feel like an outsider, God will make you an insider, so to speak. His love and grace and compassion will touch you. But I want to tell you something so powerful that you, it, will make, that it will make even hell nervous. Start telling your issues how big your God is. But watch this, because God is so big and vast. He created the cosmos. He created the universe. And this centurion gets it. Even though he's, he has a high status in the community, even though he's in charge of a, a hundred soldiers, even though he has the badges of honor, he says, Lord, would you help me? Come on, somebody. That is a, that, when you understand who you are in, uh, in comparison to who his position is, that will shock him. 
Start telling your problems how big your God is. Sickness, let me tell you how big God is. Cancer, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about God, school board, all right? Let me tell you about God, discouragement. And I promise you, you will make the devil shake in his boots. Come on, someone, in Jesus' name. The reason that David beat Goliath, as small as he was, because he didn't focus on how small he was, or how big Goliath was, his focus was how big, uh, how, how big God was. That's why that giant went down. Oh, come on, somebody. I want to declare to you today that if you tell your problem today how big your God is, you might see a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Come on, on your marriage, on your health, or whatever it is today, tell your issues how big your God is. Even though the centurion had this big status, even he realized that God was bigger That'll shock God. Somebody say amen. How about this? Recognize the authority of Christ. The authority. See, this is, this is an insight that this man has into Jesus that even the closest followers don't have uh, of him. Watch this. They have to learn this. And it's very hard because Jesus is trying to tell his closest followers who he truly is in, in a fashion. But watch this. Look, look what he says. The centurion replied, Lord, I don't, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. But watch this. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. Now watch this. For I myself, watch this. I myself am a man under authority. Do you hear what he's saying? He's saying, I myself am a man under authority. In other words, what he's saying, he's saying, like you have authority, I also have authority. You hear what I'm saying? Watch this. Now let's continue. He says, with soldiers under me, I tell this one go and he goes. And that one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does this. And I would argue that it's not him personally telling those people. He's probably selling, sending a delegation to go tell them come. Watch this. He understands authority. All right. Watch this. He understands that Jesus is under authority. Say uh, under authority. Jesus is not doing all these miracles on his own authority. Who is he doing it under? He's doing it under his father's authority. And he has an insight into this. Oh, this is so, you got to get this. This is so powerful. Even if I'm, even if I'm just happy, preaching myself happy, it's, it's exciting and it's, it's important. He understands something that his closest followers don't understand. And this is for you. Watch this. He says, I see that you're under authority. All right. Because you're under authority from your father, all right, sent by the father to do these miraculous things, to teach about the kingdom of God, to die on the cross. Watch this. And he says, I too am under Roman authority, under my superiors. So when they tell me something, whoever is under me has to obey it. So he says, he says Jesus, I know authority so well you don't even got to come to my house. If you just say the word, sickness is under you, sickness will obey you. Come on, somebody. That is powerful. That is powerful. Most of the time we pray, we're like, God, if you got some time, you know, I have five gold stars next to my name. I've been good this week. I know you're good. I, 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 next week I'm going to do better, and you're going to listen to me. Because it, you see what the condition is? We treat God the condition is not you. It's not on you. It's on Jesus. Do you see that? 
We, we tend to think that our, our, our behavior, God, if we, if we do good and, and this and that and play this religious game, then he will grant us our prayer. That's not what happens in the text. Watch this. It's his belief in who Jesus is that grants him the, the, the healing. Do you see that today? Jesus is trying to free someone today from playing this religious game with God. God loves you. He sees you in his perfect son's, the, the work through the blood of his perfect son, Jesus Christ, through the blood of the lamb. This is so powerful. Watch this. You need to get this as a Christian because you've been granted authority when you come under his authority. This is powerful. Watch this. When you come in alignment under Jesus Christ, Jesus said, watch this. I'll give you some scriptures to back it up. John 3.35 says this. The father loved the son and has placed all things under his authority. John 5.19 says, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. Because Jesus is over all, has all supremacy and is, uh, has all authority. He says this in Matthew chapter 28, all authority, all authority. You know the word for authority in the Greek means exousia. It doesn't only mean the power to uh, execute the authority. Watch this, this is important for you and me now. It means I have the right to exercise my authority. Now, Christian, why do you have the right to exercise the authority? Because my Savior bled and died for me on the cross of Calvary and raised from the grave in three days. And I believe his word. Therefore, I am under his authority. And I have the right as a child of God to execute this authority. Oh, come on, somebody. This powerful stuff. So next time you hear about a friend who has cancer, next time you hear about, you know, a relationship going sour and they want to make it, exercise the authority that you've been given because you're under the great one's authority in Jesus' name. I, I, I can't tell you how many times when I'm praying, I'm praying fervently and powerfully because I know the authority that's been given to me by those who are above me. My senior pastor, when I asked to, to be uh, start a church, I asked Pastor Jim Reeve, who's one of the most amazing pastors, I asked, do you see this? And if, if, because you are my authority, I want to lay this down before you. He said, yes, all right? God said, yes, and here we are today because of that alignment. Come on, somebody. God blesses alignment when you're under his authority. You know, when you drive a car and it's unaligned, how many used? I used to have a Honda Accord. I used to have to drive like this to be straight. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I'm like, this, like, what you doing? My, this is straight, man. It's unaligned. It's unaligned. But sometimes we have to check our alignment. And I'm not preaching condemnation to nobody today. Be aligned with God. Be aligned. Watch this. This centurion had alignment. Well, how do you say that? Because watch this. He came under Jesus' authority. He called him Lord. Wow. That's amazing. He was in alignment with, with, with who God was. He was in alignment with his command and his teachings. How about this? Believe who God says he is, Jesus says he is, and believe what he says you can do. That's alignment. Read his word and learn how to pray for yourself and others and utilize this authority that he's given you today. Be aligned. Say aligned. I promise you blessing flows in alignment in Jesus' name. All right? And by the way, watch this. One thing I love about this is God answers long-distance prayers. Do you see that in the text? The Roman centurion tells him, don't even come under my roof. Most of the time, 
Jesus, his, when he performed miracles, he was physically present. Now, this, this is awesome. He was physically there. The Roman centurion had enough faith to say to Jesus, you don't even need to come under my roof, baby. All right, I know who you are, and I know how authority works. Wherever you're at, just say the word, and it will happen. This should encourage me and you today because Jesus physically is in heaven at the right hand of the Father, seated in th- glory, majesty, and power. But I don't need him to be physically here to answer my prayers. I have enough faith because I know where he is, all right? And despite where I, whatever, some of you are doubting God because I just want you right here. Pastor, I need you right here. Watch, I can send my prayers from my couch watching the Dodger game in Jesus' name. All right, I'm just saying. No, I would be there. I am there a lot of times. But God answers long-distance prayers. That's a good thing. That's an important thing. He says, just say the word. To give you an illustration of authority, we, since we're here at the um, Jefferson Elementary School, um, we've been given the authority. There's a level of authority in, um, in the, in the uh, PUSD, Pasadena Unified. There's the school board. There's a superintendent, there's the facilities director, and then there's a CFO, all right? And then there's the, the middle management. We have been given clearance by the superintendent and the facilities director, the authority by them. So anyone who else is on the campus, we can say, by their authority, we're here and no one's going to move us. You see what I'm saying? Just say the word. Yes, you can meet on Sunday, so no matter who is here, You see what I'm saying? God has given you the authority by his word to exercise it over any demon, over any sickness, over any issue. That is so powerful. Come on, someone got to get that today. All right? You have the authority. And watch this. I will say this. Because behavior should follow how you believe. James says it, right? If we believe a certain way, but you're still a fool, then I'm going to ask, do you really believe that? You hear what I'm saying? If you, man, it's like, it's like the classical thing. You know, the wife tells the husband, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't love me. And the husband's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll die for you. I'll die for you. I'll take, I'll take a gunshot for you. Well, then you don't have to do all that, but just talk to me better. That, that will show me you love me. But I do love you, man. I, I, you know, I'll take a bullet for you, girl, right? That's how my dad, you know, my dad from all part, we talk about that. Right? Son, I love, he told me that. Son, I love, I'll take a bullet for you. Okay, well, where, where you been? For real. Like, if you really do love me, dad, I just, you know, I, I, this is a true story. I'll just learn a guitar. I want to show you a song, but you're not ever here, so I can't show you. Your, your belief should follow, your, your behavior should follow your belief. And I'm not here to convict nobody because that's not my role today. But the Holy Spirit is trying to tell someone, if you really do believe in God and who he says he is, and there is a heaven and there is a hell, there should convict you a little bit about how you behave. But watch this. God sent the calling church to help you make progress in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Because we, we are a church that is doing it together. We're doing it together. <laughs> I want to say some things, but I'm like, my wife, we got in a fight this morning. I'll just say it. We got in a fight. We got to fight. You know, I need you to help me anoint the babies, and I need you to put your hand on the oil. And she said, I just, I don't want to do any of that, but you're the pastor. You have the authority. You got to do this. You know, I don't want to do any of that. So we got to fight. My dog was looking at me mad. 
So I'm a work in progress too. But watch this. Your, your behavior should follow your belief. And watch this. God gives us something so beautiful called grace. God covers every one of your wrongdoings, past, now, and forevermore. He loves you so much. Whatever you thought about, whatever you did, whatever you will do, so to speak, he loves you and has covered you by his mercy, by Jesus Christ. So watch this. You know what Jesus, he goes down and he says this. Jesus is so amazed at this centurion's faith. He says, truly, I tell you, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. This is his own people. He's saying, I've not found anyone in Judah and Jerusalem with this kind of faith. This man is a Gentile. He says, watch it. Now he gets eschatological. He gets end time revelation kind of deal. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west. He's talking about Gentiles. He's saying one day the the gospel will go throughout the whole world and, and will take their places at the feast of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness. So in other words, just because you've been raised in church all your life, unless you have a faith that is in your own, unless you have faith that in, uh, in who Jesus truly is, that's how you go to heaven, by having a personal relationship with him. Just coming to church don't save you. Just cracking up your Bible doesn't save you. What saves you is having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Most people are, watch this, most people are trying to figure out who God is, but the Bible tells us, look at Jesus, then you'll see God. He says, the Bible says in Colossians, he's the perfect representation of God the Father. I want to close in, 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 in this. Can I have the David up here with me, please? And by the way, watch this. You cannot exercise authority over something unless you come under the authority of something. All right? You have to come under the authority of God to exercise the authority of God over something in your life. But I think the significant thing here, and I want to just help someone today, is that this is conditional upon belief. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whosoever, do you know that, that you're whosoever? Whosoever would believe, there's that word again, on him will not perish, not be in hell. God loves people so much, let me tell you. And I share this story all the time. My dad was a heroin addict for most of my life. My mom now is 18 years sober. 18 years sober. You can give her a clap for that. That's, that's awesome. It wasn't easy growing up. It wasn't easy growing up. But God saved my father, who was in gangs, struggling. And you know, most of the time he went to gangs and did all that kind of stuff because he was looking for a family. He was looking to fit in somewhere. He's looking to belong. Let me tell you, friend, you belong with Jesus. You belong with his people, and this church is for you. We're not perfect, but we're, we're, we're on our way making progress today. Believe. Whosoever would believe on him will not perish, but watch this, have everlasting life. Let me ask you a question today. Do you have this life? You can have this life, this, this abundant life, radiant life in Christ your life doesn't, your, to have a good life, that doesn't have to be predicated on how good things are going for you. This life that God has for you is a meaningful life. Even when you're down on the dumps, 
God can fill you with such a peace and a joy that you can have a smile on your face even in the darkest times of your life. He, he, he wants to give you a true, abundant, a loving, caring, filled life. Are you living real life today? This is what it says about believe. Watch this, verse 13. Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Do you see that? His answer to prayer happened because he believed. What do you believe today? What do you believe about Jesus? Is he the son of God? Is he a cool art, you know, person? Is he, is he just a prophet or is he the Lord and Savior of the world? The Bible says there is no other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father but through the Son. That's why he's come today. Can I have, and by the way, you know how many times the Bible says believe? 241 times. If the Bible says believe 241 times, guess what? It's emphasizing. What do you believe? God wants you to believe today. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed today in the service? Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com give.